welcome everybody back to Astria D&D presents Yotina's Mercenaries, a an experimental campaign that we're working on right now. I am Mammoth, also known as Kenny, also known as your DM for the night. Um, let's go ahead and introduce our players. Hi, I'm General, playing uh, Eric with a K. Uh, I am a dwarf a druid. Don't ask me how it works, but it does. Uh, hello, I'm Green. I am playing Coco Pepperdew Falto. I am a quadpolar eladrin, bard of the Glamour College. Uh, I'm Chip. I'm playing MK002, a warforged monk. Pizza, you're next. Ah, that's me. I am Pizza. I am playing a Drow Psy fighter. I'm somebody. I am a human villager. That's it. I'm a human villager. Wonderful. All right. So this is the first episode of our first session um we recorded a session zero which should be up so if you haven't listened to that and you want to know a little bit more about um what a session zero looks like or what to expect from this campaign go ahead and just go back go back an episode check it out um it was a good time we had a lot of good conversations (laughs) and uh yeah, it was a lot of fun. I was really surprised by how much fun we actually had with that. Um, but yeah, this is session one, and I'm just going to jump right into it. So hold on to your butts. <laughs> okay. I didn't bring my butt seatbelt. What do I do? Just grip it. All right, we open on the beautiful coastal city of Tritralum. It's a city of law and order, a perfect city. No crimes are committed here, ever. Tritralum is a trading port for the majority of goods coming from and going to Faybrook, as well as everything east of the never-ending peaks that separate the Lord's Alliance from Duzrak, and as well as Senrion. Now, I know what you're thinking. A perfect city? Impossible. Well, my friends, it's true. How? You might ask. As well, you should. You see, long ago, Tritralum realized that mortals are in fact fallible and easily corrupted. So they hired a great artificer named Tanman to construct for the city an army of watchmen that could not be corrupted. And thus, Witness was born. An army of constructs acting as the city watch for Tritralum. Everyone who enters into the city is registered at the gate, and any crime they commit while within the city is immediately registered to their person. They are then apprehended by any means necessary and either arrested or removed from the city forcibly. You all have received a brown envelope with a golden V wax seal. Your presence has been requested at the Sheep and Shepherd Tavern House. It's outside of the city in a district called Upper Cult. Everyone roll initiative. Oh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, I was not expecting that. No, not bad. Oh, I don't know if that's good in the situation or not. Wow. 16, sir. 18. Oh, Kenny? Wait. Do we do we add our bonus? 
Uh, yeah, go ahead and add your bonus. Okay, that makes it a 20. Well, I'm last. That's good news. Some things never change. <laughs> Ooh, 24. Man, that villager's kicking ass. <laughs> <laughs> that early bird gets the worm, like my pal always said. That's all right. Pizza's fumbling around with his blind stick, trying to figure out where the hell everything is. <laughs> awesome. All right. So it looks like somebody um, will be the first one to arrive at the tavern. Um, somebody. Yeah, but who? <laughs> followed by Coco. Followed by followed by MK002. Followed by Eric. That's, that's my trusty Catholic gun. I never leave the farm without it. <laughs> oh my god. Alright. So um this this kind of makes sense uh somebody um you have you've been traveling with volo um kind of off and on um so you obviously were the first one to get there um you approach this tavern it's very unassuming it looks almost like a uh it looks like a, a farmhouse that you might see back home. Hmm. Um, the only difference is that it's much larger in scale. It's not like a two-story building or anything like that. It's just that the doors are much taller and wider, and the building stands above like the standard height of you know um, nine or ten feet of clearance. This probably has closer to 14 or 15 feet. Okay. And you enter uh, this tavern and it's very quiet. Um, there are there are a handful of people here, mostly humans, um, kind of all sitting around. You see that there's a massive um, humanoid at the bar that has a uh, blue skin um, stands about eight feet tall a wide nose um, and a, a very messy like chin strap beard and brown hair um, and as you walk in he looks over and he says oh welcome to the sheep and shepherd what can I do for you uh, am I with Volos or am I by myself? You're currently by yourself. Volo told you to meet him there here though. Oh. Oh. Oh, uh, hello mister. Uh my name's somebody. Uh I I'm here looking for Volos. I I'm wondering if you've seen oh, him. Volo, uh, you know Volo? He, he wrote a book about me. Um Yeah, he's Where is he? Y'all are so short. It's hard to there he is. He's over there with that, with those other two people over there. And he points toward a gentleman um, 
with a close cropped brown beard. He's wearing a fine tunic with gold embroidery, brown leggings, the shiniest boots you've ever seen. He's wearing a blue floppy Tudor flat cap with a beautiful blue feather trailing out from the side. Has a rapier at his side and a messenger bag sits on a chair next to him, brimming with books. Um, you also see a young gnomish girl sitting sitting in a chair across from him wearing a very beautiful green dress. She has a notebook and quill in front of her on the table. Her boots are swinging back and forth in the chair as she cannot reach the floor with her feet. And he says, no, that's, that's him right over there. Oh, oh, thank you, mister. I, I appreciate you. I, and I'll, I'll head over to Volos. Oh, Mr. Volos, kid. Mr. Volos! I obviously have no sense of like, uh, you know, inside or like business, you know. Wonderful. Mr. Volos, Mr. Volos! I walk up to him, waving my hand. I made it, I made it! Oh my boy, it is so good to see you. Now, do you go by some? I think that I've called you some. Uh, yes, yes, Mr. Volos, my name is some, some body. Are these your friends? Yes, we, um, well, this is, this is Zio over here. And he points to this gentleman that's standing next to him, um, kind of talking with him, wearing like a very nice white um, robe with a hood and that has some red accent on it. And Zio? Yes, um, this is Zio. Volo, why do you bring me here? You know that I cannot be in this city. It's it's fine. We're not in the city. Just don't just sit. Just shut up, okay? Shut up. It'll be fine. Um, and sorry, some. This is Yotina, and she she looks up from her uh, from her paper. Says, "Well, hi." Oh God. Uh, I'm... I miss you, Tina. Nice to meet you. It's so nice to meet you, too. Uh, how long have you known Mr. Volo? Oh, he's he's one of my he was one of my teachers in Waterdeep. Um, I've known him for a few years. He's he's going to help me that we can get into that in a few moments. So um, why don't you have a seat? I'll get you a drink. What would you like? Um, a drink? Uh, I guess a glass of water will be just fine. Very well. I will get you a glass of water. And he, he steps away. And we're going to move on to... I have it written down here, you idiot. Uh, Coco. <laughs> um, you enter right. the tavern. You see uh, the doors swing open and this tall very very flowy character moves in at the moment they are various colors of red orange and gold and you see them kind of slowly take steps like just swaying towards the bar top uh, hello i am looking for volo you wouldn't happen to know if he's here oh uh, yeah he's that's, that's him coming this way right now ah thank you I, I leave a tip, but I gave all my money to a beggar. <laughs> I just smile. 
big grin on my face. Like I've just yeah. said and done the best thing in the world. Yeah, he just smile. He smiles back and he says, oh, well, here, here he comes now. And you are ahead. very tall. Thank you. You are very orange and red. <laughs> Thank you. And I just spin and sway going towards Volo. Okay. He's walking towards the bar right now. As he approaches the bar, he says, Um, Ulrich, um, water's free here, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, water's free here, Volo. You know, I thought you would have a lot more money after you wrote that book about me. Um, but yeah, just just the water for now. Um, thank you. Thank you, Ulrich. May I have one as well? Oh, of course. Um, Coco. Coco Falto, right? Yes. You may I call me Pepperdew. Pepperdew. It is so lovely to meet you again, Pepperdew. I uh, close the gap and I give him this big old hug and I go, mm, it's so nice to see you, Volo. He, he kind of pats you on the back and says, you as well. Um... Zio is over there. Um, he's sitting with our friends over there. I haven't let go of the hug yet. Okay. <laughs> he's just—he's just like gesturing. All right. Um, why don't you go over and say hi to everyone, and I will get the get you a drink and bring it over. Oh, cool. oh of course, Volo. Sorry, I just missed you so much. I—I I let go. I stand fully upright, and I do a twirl, and I just do those big, long, stridey steps that just gracefully flow <laughs> all the way over to the table. I take a seat sitting right next to uh, Sam, because I'm not going to call you somebody every time. I swear, Elliot. <laughs> um, I take a seat next to you, and I scooch my chair really close to the point where our shoulders are touching. Uh, I give you this big warm grin. Uh, hi, Mister. How how are you? Oh, I'm fabulous. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. I will say I am absolutely famished. I know. I just. I feel. I just barely ate. Like literally the building next door. But oh, I just need to. I need to eat something right now. Is there any like appetizer on the table? Bread? Something like that? Uh, yeah, there's like uh, there's a hunk of stale bread and some cheese on the table. I will take the entire hunk and I will just start eating off of it. And I'll say, you don't mind, do you? And I'll bite in before anybody says anything. No, uh, uh, I am visibly uncomfortable. I'm looking anywhere, but probably down. It's looking like down. Awesome. <laughs> what bounty yeah zio looks over at you pepperdew and says it's a good to see you pepperdew oh very nice to see you as well do you think we can order more food uh yes of course that's i i see no problem with that i will i'm, I will I'm so sorry i couldn't i can't chip in there was somebody on the street who just looked like they needed it more at this point <laughs> i have two bites away from finishing whatever bread there was that's a fine. I'll I'll go and talk to Ulrich and get some more food. Huh? Oh yes, thank you so much. You're so wonderful. He just he walks by and like pats you on pats you on the shoulder as he walks by. Um 
<laughs> Next up is MK002. Okay, uh, so a, a steel and bronze warforged would open the door and walk in. It has a dent on its head. It's got <laughs> big, round, lidless red eyes. And as it clanks into the bar, it's holding a wooden file box, like a big one. So it uses both hands to hold it up to his chest as it walks in. Its head swivels side to side as it examines everyone in the bar. And after it's done, it'll open the lid of the wooden box just a teeny bit and stare inside for a little while. Uh, eventually, looking back up satisfied, he'll clank over to... Uh, I, he'd have spotted everybody and he'd have clanked directly over to the, uh, the table and he'll sit down and he'll say... Uh, Salutations, MK002 reporting for duty. See, how long uh, has it been since I finished that bread? Not very long. Um, probably okay. a minute or two. You can probably see uh, the colors on my body slowly shifting to brighter colors of gold, and I will be standing or sitting more upright. Hello, uh, MK. Is, have, have we met before? <laughs> I do not think so. And he'll open his box and stare inside and I'll look back up at you and say, no. All right. My apologies. Um, I'd offer you some food, but it does not appear there has been any around, nor do I know if that is relevant to your anatomy. Thank you. You, Tina, is just sitting there kind of... Um... <laughs> Writing, writing notes, and um, she keeps glancing up towards all of you. Um, very awkward, uh, very strange person. Um, but she's been approached by several very strange people so far. So um, at this point, um, Zio comes back with several loaves of bread and some... Uh, Looks like a big, big bowl of stew and like several smaller bowls. And he sets them down and says, this should be enough to keep you fed for now. Ah, thank you. I'm actually fine. Oh, th thank you, mister. He'll take his soup and he'll start drinking it. Of course, I will um, be standing over here. Looking out the window, very inconspicuously. <laughs> um, next up is Eric with a K. Uh -huh. um, you enter this tavern. Um, go ahead and describe what Eric looks like for everybody. Okay, Eric is uh, a dwarf. Uh, he has... Uh, white hair and a big bushy beard uh he's wearing uh pretty standard just like leather um clothing and he uh carries around a, a staff yeah you enter this tavern um it's very large uh especially for like your stature like you could barely reach the doorknob um when you tried to go in and you see this massive um, blue-skinned gentleman at the bar. You see Volo there. Um, he is just inside the building, like just inside the door. You walk over to the table and you see everyone else there, um, almost everyone else. 
Um, Volo is coming back with two drinks. Oh, you're all here. Um, what would the rest of you like to drink? I'll have a scotch. Oh my god. <laughs> Don't worry, I caught you right on the way in. You just got it? <laughs> I got it. <laughs> oh my god. I don't get it. Does he have a red thong? Red thong? Is he, or is he in a suit? Yeah, he's uh he's in like a, a suit. <laughs> a leather suit. Yeah, is there a seat next to uh Yatana? Yatania? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a seat next to you, Tina. Okay, I'd I'd like to uh, go sit by her, and I'd like to say, uh, "Well, uh, it's nice to meet you, young lady." <laughs> oh, uh, hi, I'm Yatina, and she holds her hand out. Uh, I'll I'll shake it gently. Uh, I'm uh, I'm Eric. Eric with a K. Oh, so E R I K. Uh, no, it's E R I C with a K. So it's E R I C K. Uh, no, it's E R I C with a K. All right, I'm gonna make a note of that. <laughs> yes, so thank you very much. This is unconscionable. Is this? <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you have a simpler name? Next up, uh, pizza. <laughs> Well, you tell us about yourself as you come into this tavern. So you hear a bit of a click, 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 and a bit of a stumble, kind of a scuffle. And then you see this long pole start to stick through the door of the, of the bar, of the, of the room. And behind it is about, about two-thirds of the height of this pole is a short little dark elf that pokes through the room and kind of stops for a minute and shields his eyes and blinks a few times and slides a little piece of what what looks like it could be either, either be carved bone or carved chitin down over his eyes and click 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 he starts making his way over to what he's assuming is the bar and he looks at the at the uh the barkeeper and he says bonsoir ouest volo <laughs> all right um i think that you're looking for volo um, we oui. Lolo. Oh, okay. Uh, he's oh, here he comes right now. Um, God, I hope he doesn't order more water. Um, and you, you look in the direction that he was gesturing, and you see your friend that saved your life. Um, so he comes up, and he he sees you, and he says, "Ah, um." Pizza. Bonjour. <laughs> Bonsoir. Ah, oui, oui. Um, <laughs> and then he says one moment in, in under common. Um, <laughs> and he says, um, I, I, need, I need a scotch and an ale and some more waters, and I think a milk for Yotina. All right, uh, yeah, that's fine. And he looks over to you, and in Undercommon, he says, go sit over with um, those people, and he points towards the group of people. Ah, we oui, monsieur. 
and uh, pizza starts clicking, clicking across the room, trying to find find the best route through using the uh, the haft of his halberd like a blind man's stick, <laughs> trying to figure out where the seats are, where the tripping hazards are, and just clearing his way across. Oh my god, you're blind? Not quite. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know what, what I've done. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be terrible. I think I should have been more involved in everybody's character creation. I get that feeling. Impossible. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you you eventually find your way to um, the general area where Volo is pointing. And yeah, you find yourself amongst a group of very interesting people, a Goliath, a dwarf, a gnome, um, a golden elf. Oh, who is slowly turning a lime green color. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Bonsoir, les jeunes. Greetings. Is he the one who brings us alcohol? I really need some firebrand wine right now. Je ne comprends. Did I miss the order? I think I missed the order. I... Hi. Hi. Uh. Oh, God. <laughs> None of y'all know what to do with each other. Sorry, I'm sitting in my chair. I'm just kind of shaking. I, I'm all of a sudden acting like I'm in withdrawal. <laughs> are, are, are you okay, Mister? You don't look too good. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, I'm I'm just uh, a little anxious, is all. Yeah. Uh, I I think if I just get some. Uh, yeah, I just gotta get some. Yeah. Uh, get, I'm get just some... like tapping my foot, holding my chair right around the butt. Get, get some what? I don't. What do you What do you need? I, I don't know. I've just got a bit of a hankering. Just a bit of a hankering. You know, we're we're sitting in, all stuffed up in this room. You know, and you know, I kind of, I, I just kind of wish I was outside right now. But I know I can't go outside, so I don't know. I just need something to calm my nerves. Calm my nerves just a little bit. You know. Uh, what? Um. Okay. Um. I uh. I look around the table. <laughs> like help. This elf suffers from an unknown ailment. Recommend oh. termination. <laughs> no, no, no. We can't, we can't terminate him. Uh, how about some scotch? How would alcohol... Yeah, shots. Shots sounds great right now. Irresponsible. Volo. Je ne comprends? Yeah, what he said. I do not speak whatever that is. Volo. Also what he said. <laughs> after, after a couple seconds... Volo returns with um, a handful, an armful of um, different uh, drink-holding containers. Um, he sits down, um, waters for everyone who didn't ask for alcohol. I immediately reach for somebody's alcohol and I steal it. Oh, my scotch! Exactly. <laughs> As I get the scotch, I down it in a shot. I, I drop the glass and I assume it falls. Scotch is already on the floor. Yeah, Volo just like runs a hand across his face, like from top to bottom. And he turns around. Well, he turns back to um to <laughs> so many names to Coco, and he says, "I'm I'm sorry, Pepperdew. Uh, what would you like to drink?" 
It's fine. Anything, anything right now. Anything is really important. Okay. Just something, something. All right. I will be right back. Just don't just stay, stay like this. Okay. Just stay like this. I'll be right back. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I grab it and I just start drinking it. My, uh, I, I just start chugging. And you, you could, you could see uh, I've slowly started to turn a turquoise color. Oh my god! Uh, I mean, if there's any napkins, uh, I just want to clean up the mess that the because they dropped a, a shot or something or, or a yeah. bunch of whiskey. Somebody just wants to kind of clean up the mess if he can quietly. Okay. All right. Yeah, you can do that. Um, yeah, you guys are all sitting there now. Um, Volo has walked away for a second, a third time to go and get drinks. <laughs> Volo, please proceed with the mission <laughs> brief. Drinks are unnecessary. I will be right back. Drinks are unnecessary for you, MK002. They all need to be lubricated. You know, um, the way that you can, the way that you are. Yes, I got it, Volo. That is offensive to me and my people. I got it the first time. <laughs> I will be right back. Everything will be fine. Just talk amongst yourselves. I'll be right back. Well, Volo. I would like to say, please proceed. Okay. He's getting drinks. MK will not speak until you speak, Dwarf Man. Oh, uh, I would like to say, uh, oh, you said uh, you said your people. Uh, that's very fascinating. Uh, where, where, where do your people come from? It's a complicated story. Let me ask you a question first. Are you a tiefling? No, I'm a. I'm a <laughs> no, I'm a. I'm a dwarf. We should clear the show. air. Then is anyone here a tiefling? Does it really matter if anyone's a tiefling? Sounds like oh. what a tiefling would say. I'm hunched at the table. I've got my head in my hands. What a, um, I'm, uh, I'm very blue now. Tieflings are sometimes blue. He looks into his box. <laughs> no. uh, what, uh, what's in your box? Nothing. Closes the box. What about you, uh, village man? Mr. Uh, uh, no, I, I, I think I'm a human. Um, are you sure? Uh, uh, I mean, I, I don't, I've never seen a thievling. Um, I guess I could be a thievling. I don't, uh, are you looking for a thievling? Yes. Oh. Well, um, the, the, does he have a name? Maybe I know him? Maybe. If you've never met a thiefling before, how would you know a thiefling's name? Stupid. Uh... Uh oh I yeah, you're right. That was stupid. <laughs> Sorry. I he kinda just scratches his head and just like sinks into his chair a little bit. Don't worry, we all die eventually anyway. Where uh, where did Volo go with those drinks? Is <laughs> 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 sitting at the bar right now. Volo. I knew I shouldn't have accepted this mission. Have you heard the rumors of Olo? Unreliable, uh, unconscionable, uninteresting. 
Really? I think Volo's a wonderful man. He he, he gave uh, me a lot of money to come here and meet you guys. He paid you? Uh, uh kind of. I, I mean, I didn't really have much to, to go on anyways. He, he just gave me some, so, you know, I wouldn't starve. Interesting. He keeps saying he's a problem solver, but he never solves any of my problems. Agreed. Well, 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 well uh, I've never met the man, but uh, I've heard many good things from my brother. You are lucky. Who is your brother? <laughs> uh, that would be uh, James Bronze. Dear God. <laughs> the famous James Bronze. Yes, yes. Incredible. You are. Well, I guess he's, he's my, he's my half brother. Oh, less incredible. Yes, yes. I suppose. We should address the elephant in the room, and MK will look down at the, the gnome. I see what you did there, and I hate you for it. Yeah, she just, um, she immediately starts, uh, like, you see panic flash across her face. God. <laughs> and then she looks over at you. Hi. Hello. I'm your Tina. I'm not a tiefling. I can, I, I could tell that. Are you a tiefling? Do you know, do you know what a tiefling is? He'll open his box and stare inside. Yes. Okay, why are you asking us then? We obviously don't look like tieflings. Tieflings are tricky. Are you a tiefling, Mr. Incake? I am the opposite of a tiefling. I see, I see. Please What's the opposite of a thiefling? A robot? Yes. No. Complicated. Uh, please proceed, small woman. Uh, um, yeah, I, I'm just... Um, Bolo! That's what I was trying to get. <laughs> Bolo! Well, it's so nice to meet... It's nice to meet all you wonderful people. Uh, uh, where are you all from? Well, I'm from here in town. I grew up in Tritralum. Um, never really been anywhere else. I went to Waterdeep for a little bit to go to university, but came back home and now I'm getting ready to do this crazy thing. Um, but what, what is this crazy thing? You know, I haven't gotten much detail from Mr. Volos. He just told me he had a very important job for me. Yes, I do believe we are lacking details. I am now a bright gold. Yeah, um, well, he's he's got the particulars. He's going to iron everything out. But basically, um, we need some folks to go with me and look for interesting things and people and places. Uh, I'm not real good at talking. Uh, Volo, Volo. Where is, I can't see past all y'all. Hold on. And she stands up in her chair. And he's sitting over there drinking. A, drinking. Yes, he is. <laughs> Would you like oh, me yeah. to retrieve him, small woman? Oh, no, that's fine. He'll be here when he's ready. He's such a wonderful man. Disagree. <laughs> Don't worry, Mr. Tina. I say, as far as we've gone, we are interests already align. <laughs> I agree with the bipolar elf. <laughs> well, that is just wonderful. 
I'm so happy to hear that. Um, but hold, I he'll be here in a minute. He just he used to do this when he's teaching class all the time. So I ask him a question, he'd get frustrated, and then he'd have to go and sit <laughs> sit outside. <laughs> He had a special bottle that he kept inside one of the bricks in the building. He didn't think anybody knew, but we all knew. We just we filled it back up with water. Um, we go out there and have a little swig, and then put some water in there. Don't tell him I said that. That's I was back when I was younger. That's just incredibly infuriating. It boils my blood. Man, you are just all over the place, Mister Pepper. Do. It's a condition. Oh, well, I don't want to step on any toes by, by being insensitive to somebody's condition. I do apologize. I'm much appreciative. However, I believe you could be more sensitive in the future. I think that you might be right. <laughs> At this point, I'm just kind of getting even more and more radiant, and I'm starting to big <sighs> breaths. I'll go get a such scotch. Yeah, I'll go with you. Okay. So- <laughs> <laughs> you and Tina walk over to the bar where you see Volo has lined up like six shots of cheap whiskey and he's just downing them one after the next. Oh, oh. <laughs> Here's your scotch, Mr. Withake. Um I suppose we should go back over there. Um yeah, yes, we should. Yeah, and Volo has um he has a bottle of wine, he has a bottle of whiskey, he has a stein of beer and uh a clear liquor and he's bringing them all. Just hopefully one of these will keep Pepperdue happy. Whew. And he like he sighs as you guys all go back to the the table together. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, you guys approach the table uh, with Volo. I'm just, I'm so sorry about that. Pepperdue, I got an assortment of things. Um, please feel free to drink whatever you like. Thanks, I guess. I've turned light blue again. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Mr. Volo. He is rather an uh, interesting creature. He just keeps shifting colors back and forth. Yes. Um, Aladrin are very interesting. Sorry, I don't mean to be clinical. I'll, I'll be quiet. Um, but yes, they, they tend to... Um, they're very passionate people. Isn't that right? I'm not feeling particularly passionate today. I don't know. It's just an off day. I feel like crap. <laughs> he like he mutters under his breath and off five minutes, maybe. <laughs> Pizza on noticing all these drinks being shared around is going to kind of fling his arm out, groping for where he hears Volo's voice coming from and find him <laughs> and kind of tug on the corner of his shirt. Oh, I am so sorry. Pizza, this is for you. And he says that in under. Do you play? (laughs) (laughs) He he puts puts a 
wine bottle in your hand. My favorite wow. thing ever. <laughs> oh my god. Alright. And he sits down. Zio is there. Um he's just been kind of pensively looking out the window. Um he's not he's not rude, but he's not like actively engaging any of you. Um <clears throat> but Volo sits down, he gets everyone situated, he hands Zio and a glass of wine. Just there you go, my friend. That should hold you over for a while. Now, down to business. And he says, I I assume you've all met Yotina. She's a student of mine. Yeah, she seems great. She is wonderful, sharp as a tack. Um, she's going to be she's going to be great. She's gonna be the next Volo Thamkadarm, I can tell. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> she's just kind of looking like bashful and like looking at the ground very uncomfortable. And uh Volo goes on to say, so I'll just get right into it. My my dear student here is working on a book about interesting places and people and things. However, I don't know if you've noticed, but she's not nearly as strong or powerful as any of you. She doesn't have um, many offensive capabilities and she will, she plans to explore places that are very dangerous. So naturally, she needs someone to protect her. And he's like stopping every few seconds and speaking in undercommon as well. <laughs> and uh come on, man, let's speak French. No, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I started learning French and then I realized that this was part of my problem. So I'm going the extra mile. <laughs> I stopped. Oh my God. <laughs> um but he uh, says, so she needs strong individuals to keep her safe and ensure that she can do the work that she set out to do. Now, I know what you're all thinking. What does what's in it for me? I have and he pulls out a bag and drops it on on the table. One hundred gold pieces for each of you to start. Right now, today, you take the job, you get 100 gold pieces up front. Going forward, every day that you are with Yotina assisting her, um, you will receive five gold pieces per day. And if you come across any valuable items or gold that are not crucial to Yotina's research, such as relics or ritualistic items, those are yours as well. Um, wow, Mr. Volo, that's really generous. I can't believe you're, you're this nice. Well, of course we'll accept. I can help so many homeless people with this. Oh, everybody can go on and enjoy a wonderful holiday. I have now turned that auburn color again. Now, hold on. Traditionally, 
This would be the moment where we barter for price. 250 gold per day. <laughs> per day? I was, just, I was he, not programmed for bartering. He blinks very, very slowly. Five, <laughs> five gold per day. Final offer. I think we can agree to that. I turn to, to the villager. That is how you barter. Take note, villager friend. <laughs> that was amazing, Mr. MK. <laughs> I really need to have so much to learn from you. We, we, can, can you show me how you do that again? Stick close. You will learn much. I, I Kill? Got it. Kill? What? <laughs> Wait, what? Exactly. <laughs> Oh, little Frenchman. No, I'm sorry. Oh, little undercommon speaker. Tap, tap, pat him on the head. It's okay. Everything will be fine. Here, eat some bread. And I pulled one of the bread I purchased earlier and hand it to him. Okay. <laughs> I'll turn to, uh, you. how do you say your name? Yotina? Yotina. Oh, my goodness. And I have to play her later. Yotina. <laughs> I turn to Yotina and uh, I say, well, young lady, uh, and I look around the table and I say, uh, oh, it looks like uh, we've got a, a mighty crew for you. Yeah, it, it sure does. I'm really excited. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm a little bit nervous, but it's going to be it's going to be fun. We're going to get this book written and Volo's going to help me publish it. And oh. He's just such a wonderful man. I can't wait. Um, but yeah, I'm not really sure where we should go to start, but I don't think it would be a bad idea to to run into town here and look around. And I've got a couple things going on and in town that we could deal with. What better place is there to learn of mysterious artifacts aside from the museum? Feel? A museum. You know, that's where they usually put these things, do they not? Yeah, yes, um, usually they do. What we're doing is we're looking for artifacts to put in the museum. Oh, <laughs> I guess this will be more difficult than I thought. Oh. oh, MK thought we were robbing a museum. I uh, I was also confused. <laughs> Specifics of mission unknown. Specify. A place to find new things. Hmm. I haven't spent nearly enough time in this town to know for certain. Well, we're not going to be... I don't think there's anything here of particular interest, but I do have some business that I got to take care of before we go leaving town. And a friend of mine has gone missing and I'd like to find her. I sure would. She's, uh, she's been missing for a while. Um, oh, and quite terrible. What's her name? Yeah. Uh, her name is. <laughs> Oh, DM look up. I have her name. I just don't have I was I hadn't gotten that oh, far in my notes yet. No one Oh I see, I see. Friend. 
My friend, her name's Madeline. Madeline Sursk. Oh, Madeline's such a lovely name. I, is she a tiefling? Thank you. <laughs> no, she's... She's, uh, she's like him, and she she points um, towards uh, pizza, which pizza doesn't see. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he can kind of see it. He can see blurs. Um, but I'm yeah. sure he would notice the tension of everybody looking at him. You know, that's kind of a feeling you get as a psionic warrior, I'd bet. What is, <laughs> and what is, what is pizza again? Uh, so he's a psy warrior. Drow? Drow. drow. Short drow. Oh, that's right. drow. Yeah. That's right. That's right. He's about five foot five. And, not that short, though. And drow are really like, short drow. Drow are like dark elves, kind of, right? Yep, correct. They are our distant cousins, as all elves are. And what are you? Quail? Why, I'm an Eladrin. He'll look in his box again just to make sure. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, Mr. MK, what's in the box? Nothing. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, my God. All right. I was questioning your dishonesty, but I'm certain you'll come to trust us in due time. Doubtful. Dishonesty? What do you mean, dishonesty? It speaks of the tendency to avoid direct questions, villager. The box contains many secrets. Oh, okay. Well, Miss Yotina, you see, as I'm slowly starting to switch from that auburn to a more golden color. Oh. (laughs) I think (laughs) <laughs> so we can leave town as soon as we find your friend and make certain they are out of harm's way correct yeah yeah i'm just i just need to tie up some loose ends and see if i don't i don't know where she went or what she's doing i just i just want to make sure that she's okay she's got she got a husband and two babies in the house <laughs> You just don't want you just you you don't want uh, a man raising half drow girls, and it's no good. Uh, are men not allowed to raise drow women? Why is that no good? You know, pizza uh, could speak common. He would be offended at this. <laughs> <laughs> is he just sitting over there fuming in French? Fuming in French. Yeah. That's actually fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need to know some French curse words. Sacre <laughs> bleu. <laughs> drow society is real strange and don't want these, these poor kids getting the wrong kind of idea about where they stand in the world. Um, <laughs> it's a sad fact of life, but they run around thinking that they can play with boys and the boys are the same as them and they run across some of their drow family. They're going to be just put, just put under the ground. It's not going to be any good. So oh, oh my, my barbaric ancestors, I can't believe they still practice these things. That sounds, yeah, that sounds terrible. That sounds very nice for the boys. It's it's absolutely awful. It's real terrible. I wish I could talk to your friend there, but I don't speak under common. So 
I'm sure he has a lot to say about about drow society. Oh, is that what he, what he's been speaking? He speaks on their common. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I I took it in I took it in school, but I didn't pay much attention to it. I was too busy trying to learn Infernal. Mm, okay. <laughs> I see. I see. I see. What I should tell y'all is that I'm no good in a fight. Um, oh, me neither. Oh, that's very apparent, young <laughs> Gotina. I can tell by your scrawny arms. Well, How do you even lift those? That's a little bit offensive, but okay. Um, <laughs> My apologies. I'm merely stating fact. You got mad at me for stating facts earlier. Now we just we got that was find, a different to me. We got to find some middle ground there, fella. Um, Anyhow, I got some capabilities. I got this thing here, and she pulls out a a very short, stubby um, wand. Says, "Now I can use this to cast two spells. I got two spells that I know that I can ritually, ritualistically cast. As I know how to cast identify, and I know how to cast detect magic." Um. Those are those are the only spells that I was able to fit, to learn. Those are spells that are useful for the work I'm going to be doing. Um, so if you find something weird, let me know, and I'll figure out what it is. Um, but aside from that, and and occasional knowledge and information, I'm no, I'm no good in a fight. So I just wanna I want to be upfront with y'all that. If there's a fight, uh, I'm gonna be back here behind behind this guy, and she like taps uh, MK002 and makes like a loud clanking noise. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not good enough fight either, so I understand. I'll be behind Mr. MK2, and I'll like copy the same motion she did. Uh, uh, are there anyone? Is anyone here fighting? Or is it just you, me? You look like you could take on the whole village, Mr. MK. I'm designed specifically for one type of creature. Is it... Is it things? How did you know? He'll clutch his box. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... Uh, you know, sometimes if you throw enough darts at a dart boy, you'll hit something. Interesting. Ms. Yotina, should we proceed to the village to find your missing friend? Yeah, I think that might be a good idea. Um, Volo, you got anything else you need to? Volo doesn't have anything else. Sometimes <laughs> right, Volo. Well, the only thing I will say. God. <laughs> as you are going into Tri Trialum proper, we're still on the outskirts here in Upper Cult. Um, upper Cult. Once you enter the the city proper, you must be on your best behavior. Witness is watching constantly. Who? Witness. Who's witness. Who's that? That is the city watch. It's a series of constructs that are all linked together. The moment that you step inside the city, you're registered as being in the city. 
and anything that you do while within the city limits will be reported to witness immediately and witness will dispatch members of their watch to apprehend you is there no trust in this world swear nothing is like this back at home that's why i had you meet us here because my friend and he points towards zeo can't enter the city why not what did you do I uh, may have expedited someone's state of living recently, and they might still be looking for me for that reason. That's a complicated way to say murdered. Oh, that's what he meant. Anyhow, Volo, I must be off. I cannot I cannot spend more time here. I need to be going. I have other things to do. When you need me, let me know, and I will be back. Grazie. And he says, Oh, uh, so. <laughs> my hooded figure. See. Si. Uh, Scott in pace. What? <laughs> well. <laughs> it's... Likewise, my friend. Yes, yes. yes. Okay. He claps you on the shoulder. <laughs> and he walks away. Next time we see each other, allow me to do your portrait. <laughs> His cape is like flapping in the non-existent wind as he walks out. <laughs> so, wow, he sure has an air about him, doesn't he? Majestic. Sure does. <laughs> All right. I think that that's where we're going to call the episode one of Eotina's Mercenaries. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening. Um, really means a lot to us. Uh, if you have a minute, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating and review. Really means a lot to us. Helps people to find us. Um, and yeah. We will talk to you next time. Say bye, everybody. Bye-bye. See ya. See you guys. Salud. Hasta luego. Astria D&D shenanigans. Well, I'll do my intro again. Um, so this is something you guys are going to have to deal with, where I do an intro and an outro every time. Um, but they're going to be try to be short and sweet. <laughs> Oh, just like me. Um, <laughs> Mammoth is now kinetically four feet tall in my head. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just thought... yeah. And also covered in sugar. Yeah. The bakery he works in. I'm very short and I'm always sticky. <laughs> no uh, See, that can be taken different ways. Yeah, not even going to address that. Yeah, way to make it weird. <laughs> uh, I believe this is one of my soft boundaries. Okay. <laughs> it's one of my hard oh. boundaries, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh. oh no! Yeah, you can edit that out. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Loop it. Loop it during the interview. It's one of my hard boundaries, if you know what I mean. It's one of my hard boundaries, if you know what I mean. It's one of my hard boundaries, if you know what I mean.